Welcome to the Enterprise Design Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about design at conferences, and we have Deanna Shaw with us, the principal designer of VMware. Welcome, Deanna. How about you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Laurel. So I've been in the industry for about 28 years, uh, started with IBM doing storage and then moved on to cloud and finished up my career there as the uh, design leader for Watson's Internet of Things. Um, when I came to VMware, I was really interested in how deep into the data center and the technology uh, the design team works. And it's been really interesting to be in uh, in VMware and the principal designer for VMware for the last four years. I've really enjoyed learning about virtualization and working at a deeper level. I think at IBM, I worked at kind of a, a little bit of a more application level. So it's been really cool to, to jump in and do UX at a deeper level. Have you always been in the enterprise or have you done consumer as well? So I did a very small amount of consumer with IBM. We uh, went through a small effort where we wanted to sell backup products for you know $9.99 at uh, uh, your local electronics store, and we did a small amount of consumer. But to be honest with you, my real passion has been for large-scale uh, type of, uh, of enterprise products. Yeah, no doubt you're such a strong pillar for our design organization. So thank you for being with us. Today, we're going to talk about design at conferences. What comes to your mind when we talk about conferences and design? Wow. So design at conferences to me is such an opportunity. It's um, incredible how many different types of uh, users end up at conferences. Everything from your C-level, uh, you know, CEOs, CTOs, uh, to uh, the person who has their hands on your product, you know, uh, during their normal workday. And what I look at is just what an opportunity it is to engage with and talk to all those different types of users. For me, uh, I really look at um, how can we how can we engage with them, right? When I first started going to conferences for IBM, uh, I volunteered, to, you know, Tushar, I think you mentioned you volunteered for conferences too. Um, I volunteered to do everything from uh, working the booth so that I could shake hands with people who were using the product that I was working on to, um, you know, helping with uh, the main presentations and stuff. So I really have had uh, the opportunity uh, to see design and, and what we bring to the table, uh, you know, from the very beginning of hey, maybe we could do more here um, than, you know, just shake hands and take names to, uh, to really some full-fledged efforts. So since we're all about enterprise-focused design stuff, I, I find it interesting when, when we talk about conferences because it's not like there's like, well, I guess there's consumer conferences out there, but really it's an enterprise sport. It's a very supported enterprise it, it, area with a lot of opportunities for us as enterprise designers to go and actually um, do research at these places. Maybe you can speak to all the different opportunities that, that enterprises alone provide in the conference space, because there's different ones, right? Industry ones and the ones companies have. Right. And, 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 I, and I agree with you. There's lots of different opportunities. Um, I've been to conferences that focus just around a specific topic like storage I've been to conferences that are, you know, a main company and storage is a subsection of what they offer. 
Uh, I've done a lot of, uh, like I did a Kubernetes KubeCon conference in which I learned so much just by attending the sessions and talking to people, networking while I was there. Uh, and that's when I wanted to just be able to deep dive a little bit more on who the Kubernetes can, you know, uh, uh, type of user was. So I think from the conference perspective, uh, there is a lot of different ways that you can engage and, uh, and intersect with uh, people and their passion, right? I really look at conferences as being a place where people learn and where people uh, network and that they're really looking towards the future in those spaces. Yeah. And when you say engage, I two things come to my mind. One is fellow designers engaging with uh, industry leaders, our cross-functional partners, and our C leaders, customers. What do you think are our biggest opportunities in those areas? So from a cross-functional team perspective, I agree with you. This is an excellent time where you get to really meet people from all over the company that come in to host uh, our clients and, and really interact with them. I know that from, uh, from different levels, right, from being a, at a, a different level of design um, through, through the years, I've found that it's been one of the best opportunities at sometimes spontaneous um, ideation, right? So talking to a cross-functional, realizing that maybe you have, uh, you know, you both identify a problem for a client and, you know, just starting to, to, to build that relationship with maybe we need to get, you know, into a one hour session and, you know, open up a Miro board and use some stickies and ideate and work with that, uh, you know, with that cross-functional in a design thinking kind of way. Uh, but for me, you know, uh, one of the things that I find is, is amazing is the build of the relationships from the design team throughout the company. A lot of times I think, Business is business, and you know uh, our companies are in the um, business of selling our software, but they're not necessarily focused on uh, what you know what it's like as an experience from the client's perspective, even at a conference, right? So if we think about first touch and that very first spark of hey, this might solve my problem that I have, I've been trying to search for the answer of, then you've got the capability of pulling together a lot of information uh, at once and starting that journey um, that they're going to then engage their salesperson, especially at an enterprise level, or they're going to engage their technical account manager, what we call TAMs, right? Or sales support to start negotiating what that solution would look like. So there's a lot of inspiration that comes from that interaction. Do you think our cross-functional partners are aware of the fact that we can help them start these conversations or do you think that's another bridge we have to cross often? <laughs> it's a really good question right um i found um in doing research and and when i'm in the field sometimes it takes a lot to get your foot in the door and you know with that cross-functional partner that you've you've made a um, an agreement that you can talk to their client a lot of times um, they're having a very specific kind of conversation with their client. And that specific kind of conversation is more around requirements and what requirements they need to meet the client's needs. I've had 
a couple of sales and product managers turned to me after doing interviews of their client and remarked that they learned more in my interview of their client than they had in working with the client for years. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we step back as designers and start to look at the whole picture of what our clients are trying to achieve. And the questions that we ask are not presuming any kind of answer. We're not trying to just ask them, what do they think that the solution looks like that they are trying to uh, build? But instead we ask them, hey, you wake up in the morning, you grab a cup of coffee, what's the first thing you do? Who are you talking to? What is your three to six month you know, uh, vision of what you're trying to achieve? Those kind of questions are not the normal questions that sales or technical account managers are having with their clients. And so I've often found that uh, those people, uh, the, the product managers or the salespeople will ask me for my questions after I'm done with the interview because they liked the outcome so much. Um, and that's really encouraging to me because we're building inroads there. But that's not the only place that I think design can really help. Um, through the years, I've really, uh, I really see conferences as being an opportunity for design to be layered in at several different areas, right? Um, when I first came to VMware, uh, we were really focused at just executing essentially uh, studies and at, at mass, right? Coming in and doing a whole bunch of different studies. They were very small one-off studies that could have been, you know, do you want to place this button here or does this make sense to you? Um, to a little bit more higher level, con, um, you know, uh, concentration on uh, workflows and stuff. But I saw that we were missing the opportunity to do so much more. Uh, and one of the things that I really feel is important is that we develop a lot of design materials that can be used in conferences. Uh, you know, our figmas, our product prototypes, that kind of stuff are the kinds of things that now we've gotten VMware to transition to being on main stage. So figma prototypes do uh, a lot of good at being able to explain an idea and a phase of a product or, or you know, something that they're exploring. So using our materials there is something that I that I really look at. Um, I when I was working for IBM, I also you know invested in helping with um, the concept of of what we're throwing into uh, the the presentations. Right, how much of that uh, is is something that you know I see is coming from concerns from the client. Uh, and with VMware, I had an awesome opportunity to also do that for the CTO uh, as part of a team where we would work on building the presentation and giving our honest opinion about how things were coming across. Uh, so I see design as being something where we've got the opportunity to really jump in and at several layers of the conference be able to contribute. And it is interesting, like being at our, our conference, um, and it's called VMware Explorer. Um, right. And we just did it in uh, Vegas, which is where design kind of had its, we'll talk more about that in a moment, <laughs> presence and then in Barcelona. Um, but, but being there for the first time uh, for me and seeing how, you know, different teams were like, oh, I, wor I was working with, you know, our product team and engineering to get this prototype ready for Explore and the demos. Or, oh, I got to go to this customer uh, meeting that's set up at, at the conference to listen in and, and you know, do sort of a guerrilla style user research <laughs> uh, interview um, to the much bigger and more, um, I guess, defined 
actual design with us hub. Um, so with all that, I just want to kind of summarize those layers, but let's, let's dive a little bit into the, the hub and not the hub, the design with us, um, category of the program, of the program. Yeah. Let's yes, talk about the design you. with us program. <laughs> Cause yeah. we did a lot of very creative things and I know, I know design's been there in the past, but the past, um, year or two has really, it feels like it's really gotten a lot more funding and grown. Maybe let's first speak about the funding part, because I imagine that's a really hard thing to do and get, have influence at a conference like this. Can you speak to that at all? I, I can. Um, so, so I think that success helps us to build and, um, the, the, uh, the VMware design team made, uh, an amazing stride at even just getting some, uh, some research embedded into the conference about six years ago. Um, so a couple of years before I joined and uh, they were, I, I have to say, I benefited a lot from the fact that they had just really worked so hard to get the business to realize that, that we were missing an opportunity to collect feedback from the clients. Um, and so uh, the previous leadership had established that we do um, some types of data collection and, and client involvement. And so we, we were kind of <clears throat> trapped in a room and trapped in, 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 a, in a specific space that maybe wasn't as present for the clients. It was a little bit off to the side. It was, um, you know, we, we were kind of uh, running a whole bunch of different experiments and you were trying really hard to get people to sign up before they even entered the conference, right? So as part of the schedule. And uh, that funding was actually quite large. Um, I just want to say they had done an excellent job of establishing the fact that we needed build out uh, for different areas of engagement, um, tables, uh, you know, pres uh, monitors, and we needed a, a good amount of staff to be there at the conference in order to carry that out. And uh, so the first time that I went and experienced that was in 2019. And uh, I, I jumped in and did research um, for one of our products with uh, another designer for VMware's uh, uh, storage area networks. And as I did that research, I realized that we were coming back with a small slice of information that was very deep. And uh, I felt like it was, it was a great opportunity to meet the clients um, and to get a little bit deeper in on the people who do hands-on uh, hands use. But I found a lot of people also coming to us to talk to us about learning about the product. And that, that was kind of hard because then you'd have a mixed session of two different types of people sitting down, one that had never used the product and was hoping to find out more, and one that was using the product and had very specific requirements that they were trying to communicate to us. Uh, and we did that. I, I thought it was a very serious, uh, a very um, successful uh, uh, effort in 2019. Uh, then COVID hit in 2020, 2021. Uh, we were uh, unable to uh, do more than virtualize that type of experience, but we did it really well. We had great attendance numbers uh, because we were virtual. We could cover more, uh, more time zones and we could get to more direct hands-on users. But again, we were doing very, very small slices of information and research. And the, the funding uh, you know, kind of remained right there at that level of investment, which was to put us in a room with designers, 
you know, in build outs and collecting these very small slices of information. And when we came up to actually having an, a physical conference uh, last year in 2022, uh, I wanted to stop for a minute and pause because as an organization, what I was trying to do is each time we finished out 2019, 2020, 2021, uh, we were trying to build a, a business report back to the business about the funding that they had invested in. And uh, what I found was that we, while we were bringing back very good uh, engagement at a very small, you know, in individual la layer, like I can say that we brought, you know, maybe even a hundred uh, experiments to the conference over that time, uh, we couldn't really pull a business report back that said, you invested this much money and this is the big takeaways that came out of the conference. And, um, and for me, funding wise, I didn't need onesie twosie small team funding. I needed large company funding in order to keep that going. And so I took a pause and uh, literally sat down on a beach for a little bit and just thought about what it was that I couldn't quite put my finger on that needed to shift in order for us to be more successful at showing the, the business that their investment in the clients and the research that we were doing was something that would, could be really much more powerful. And uh, so <clears throat> I came out with the thought that we needed to define themes because the, the funding, the investment in these types of uh, conferences starts, you know, January, February. It started, you know, a full almost year ahead. But then we started seriously planning in January, February of what we were going to do with that space and those funds. And uh, so I sat down uh, with the... Uh, with the design leadership team, and uh, and we walk, we walk, you know, kind of walked our teams and and you know, collected a lot of feedback from our cross functionals about what their concerns were, and then brought them in and you know did a mirror board of here's our top concerns, and then set themes for uh, the conference uh, in 2020 uh, 2022 that really was around uh, the major themes of what we were. Cons uh, concerned about it as a business. And that helped <clears throat> a lot. So then I started to be able to uh, work with the teams to build more uh, focused efforts on the data that was coming back. And what helped was that we, as a design community, all started to focus around, and I'll, I'll use something that is a, um, a single theme like multi-cloud. And so I said, multi-cloud, we're going to all get together and we're all going to start you know, doing some type of you know, SWAT team around multi-cloud, but we didn't say it was just a multi-cloud team. What we said was it was across the design organization, you could be in any product and we're going to build a team around multi-cloud and we're going to pull in designers from all those different areas of the, the company, you know, stuff like the, uh, the applications operations layer, stuff like the edge and the telco layer and the core product infrastructure layer. We're all going to come together and we're going to develop a, uh, a protocol around multi-cloud. And I saw that uh, change firsthand pre-pandemic. We were told to simply go and talk to our PMs and see if we can have those prototypes that we can go and test it out. And we had exactly the same thing that you explained, Diana. And then post-pandemic, we saw this change where now we had that funding. So I have two things to ask you. One is a short question. 
when we say that funding is that like a literal buy-in and now we are ready to go. And then once you have that, talk to us about that define and prepare in a little more detail, please. Yeah, so so the funding actually really is about the build-outs, uh, about getting people um, on the ground in there, the um, customer gifts, if we've got them, uh, the the uh, the time and investment of the company, right, uh, to, to do that. Because to say that, you know, we're going to pull five or six designers together, that means we're taking time away from products in order to do that research. And so the funding that we were really looking at, there's, you know, kind of hard numbered funding about, you know, like, you know, giving us money to build out, but it was also the soft funding of now I'm going to be borrowing 20 to 30% of a designer's time over the next couple of months in order to be able to, um, you know, bring this experiment to uh, the, uh, the conference. And then also another couple of, you know, small, small, uh, investment over another couple of months to build the report out after. And I feel like that funding, uh, that soft funding is something that the the actual products give, right? Because they're not getting product design during that time, but they are investing in the overall larger picture. Uh, so hard funding, hard numbers, that is, you know, something that went um, up into our business unit uh, that we really looked at the investment. Uh, that That is why I was working on how do we come back to the business with really those bigger messages so that they can see that they spent this much money and that they're getting that kind of result out of it. And I think last year we did an excellent start, right, at, at building out the, uh, the the themes and pulling together the, the, the types of engagement. And then this year we really just exploded, right? And, um, our, our funding really paid off a lot. Yeah, and I think that's a very good point that I think I just want to reiterate for our listeners that it's so important that just like any other design exercise, even an experimented conference requires us to bring back um, the measurements that help us talk about the ROI of what we did and why we did. Very much so. I I think that, you know, as a business, you don't spend, um, we'll just give a round number about a hundred thousand dollars, right? In in hard funding and, and money, uh, and not expect that you're going to get some kind of of you know report back out that talks about what you learned from that particular investment. And so then, if we can move on to the preparation that you said you we started by designing the themes first and then taking teams inside. So how does that preparation look like at scale, Diana? So, oh, at scale, well, there is, uh, there's a lot of spreadsheets, there's a lot of meetings, there's some Slack channels, and there's some amazing designers that come together and really start building uh, what they feel would be the best way to engage the client. Last year, uh, we stayed in more of a traditional build out. Uh, so we still had tables, chairs, uh, but we did have a very hands-on engagement, uh, which was one of the things that I really uh, really enjoyed working with, you know, Laurel, Tushar, you and Brianne and, and the teams, right, uh, to do uh, is, you know, working on getting the type of uh, engagement with the clients that really gets them excited. But last year, what I noticed was there were two things uh, that came out of that in retrospective. And that was that we could be doing larger numbers of engagement because we were limited by the number of seats in the tables uh, and that we could get even more 
uh, hands-on and engaged with the client. Uh, I, you know, I come from a very strong uh, design thinking background where, you know, if you're not standing with a Sharpie in your hand and a sticky uh, to write those ideas down and, and put them up and, and discuss them with everybody, then uh, you're not really, um, you know, interacting as much as you could be with the client. And so uh, this year for our build outs, we uh, dropped the tables and the chairs and we went, uh, we went to full design thinking mode um, in our engagements uh, in the formal area. And then in the, um, on the floor area, we really opened up engagement. Um, and that was really Brianne Peterson's uh, doing some amazing brainstorming with me about how do we get people capture that that uh, five to 10 minutes that they have when they're walking by, right? To even get data out of that, so. And so creatively, right? Because, you know, there's the more traditional ways of doing research, whether it's at a conference or not, um, just interviews or usability tests. But in these, it really was breaking out of that traditional shell into more creative arts and interactive, um, you know, exercises. Um, and I'll, I'll post some of the articles that have been published on our medium that, that go through those in a little more detail, but maybe we can touch on a few, um, that, that were just kind of unique, um, and, and really captured, I think our, our customers' attention. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and funny enough, some of that came out of funding. So, um, when we were planning for the Barcelona conference, uh, there was, a, a, a moment of hey, I don't think we want to send that many people uh, to Barcelona. And Brianne and I got on the phone and Brianne just started ideating all kinds of different ways to play and engage uh, the clients. And I think she really kind of, um, she kind of tapped into uh, what I consider to be a brilliant idea in the end, uh, which was that we should make this fun and we should make this super engaging um, on the floor. So uh, to be clear, we're really talking about um, being on the conference floor. We have a space that is called the hub, which is where we put um, different uh, client services together, like our hands-on labs and our um, customer support. Uh, there's a lot of different areas in there, and we were lucky enough to be placed in that area. And then Brianne uh, and I were talking about the fact that we may not be able to bring as many people. How can we do mass engagement without as you know less people? And she just really um, tapped into all kinds of playful ideas that I think really uh, turned out to be successful. We've got good retroactive type of uh, thoughts on how to change that, but it's really uh, so successful. Um, it was amazing to see. Yeah, I was doing the Dungeon and Dragon with two other colleagues. And it was such an amazing experience. I have never seen technical folks at VMware conference explore being so excited about. So there was this lady who came up to me and said, is this really Dungeons and Dragons? Do I get to pick a character from myself? And then she sat down and for 40 minutes, she went on to draw her game. And I've never yeah. seen something like that before. So just gamifying that experience and taking that pressure off of boring research that usually comes up, right, was, was something that a lot of us has probably seen for the first time. Yeah. And just to, to add to that, because obviously I was there as well, and we were doing the Illustrate Your Feedback booth. 
And just for the listeners, basically it was as a designer sitting down with a customer and then letting them express a problem with our, with our products and the solution they would like us to explore. Also kind of trying to ask how can AI help this, uh, help solve this. And we were sitting at a table and drawing these things out for them. And they were so entranced with us being able to like basically whiteboard right in front of them, their ideas, very technical ideas too. Sometimes they would pick up a pen and start drawing with us. Other times they'd have an exact idea of, Hey, I want to show this idea with this metaphor. And we would draw that metaphor together and have a great time doing it, laugh, connect. Right. And even though like the art pieces, were a huge part of this and it captured a lot of attention by passer buyers and was, this was a great marketing side of things. Um, the, the, uh, recorded interview is where the gold was, right? So we use this means of, a, of art to have a more genuine, authentic conversation quicker than you might be able to get to with just a traditional interview. Um, and, and it was fun. So I, I just wanted to add to that because that was one of my favorite um, and things to do there and also to learn how that works, because I was a little skeptical at first. I was like, I don't know how like deep we'll be able to get all this. And, you know, Brianne, of course, guided, <laughs> guided me along the way. And and by the end of all of it, I, I was definitely sold on the activity and, and the value that it brings. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all about those uh, human touch moments, right? Being able to empathize more with our users, being able to dive in a little bit deeper to what's, you know, what's the thing that they're trying to solve? What are they trying uh, to, to do? I know when I used to be in the field um, for uh, one of the products that I did for IBM, uh, one of the things that I would do is I would start the meeting off with uh, just, a, you know, like what's bugging you? And that actually ended up being one of the one of the the boards at the Barcelona conference. But you know, just give them that moment to offload and that human moment to go. I'm so frustrated with, right? And then uh, taking in and um, and moving into the uh, into the interview. So at the conference, we did that. We did a, uh, a what's bugging you board, and uh, people put just all kinds of really great specific things. Um, a few of those were like everything, nothing, right? Uh, very specific, um, you know, frustrations with the product. We also did a Jenga game and the Jenga game was so engaging. I had four clients playing Jenga and as they pulled questions from the Jenga and answered it, they were building it. They got up to 32 layers, which was huge, right? These guys were so engaged. And they, uh, you could tell that they maybe wanted to leave, but it, they stayed, the they wanted to win the game. And so they stayed engaged for an hour answering questions as they pulled out the Jenga strips and played on the floor of the conference. And there's where I felt like we really won because not only were they excited and kind of adding to each other's answers as they were pulling out the questions, but they also, you could tell I, we captured them for longer than the 10 to 15 minutes that they would have normally been there. So, yeah, I think, I think we should do one more um, session about just gamifying research. Oh yeah, Carol. we yeah. definitely should. Right. Yeah. Quick question. I know there's so many questions coming up, but I, I just want to have this one thing before I forget. Um, maybe a little more serious than the gamifying, you know, let's say you give a number, right? 100K spent and you want to put that, uh, show that value to your our stakeholders and, and the exec table. What's the right way to do that 
apart from what we usually know, right? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think um, last year, this is one of the things that we learned. It was a lesson learned. Last year, we had the right idea, which was let's create some themes and let's get very specific about what we're doing for uh, the experiments with the clients. Uh, But the design of the report happened, you know, the second or third day into the conference. and, um, And it was more about a formatting type of thing. Um, and I and when we got to the end of that uh, uh, conference series and started to correlate the data, we realized that that it was it was going to be a challenge. We weren't all quite on the right same page. So this time, before we even went into the conference, we designed the format for the report and what are the things that we're trying to, not the answers of what we were getting up, but what are we trying to deliver back to the business? Very specifically, what are we trying to deliver back to the business around um, artificial intelligence? What are we specifically trying to do about multi-cloud that would help our clients? Um, and so having just those points of design in uh, the end report before we even started the conferences definitely helped us. So it's a really good question. It's one of those ones that we learned last year. You got to have more than just the themes going in. Wow. And the answer intrigued me as well, Diana, that you have your goals designed even before you start the journey. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I was just going to add to that a little bit. So we've talked obviously about like showing the value of design and like, and the insights and things that we're finding of all this research. But the other kind of, uh, is section to being at these conferences, especially when when you're an enterprise org and maybe not everyone's aware of what design does, it's just the visibility of it, right? And and us having such a large section in the hub was really helpful. Not only were customers coming over, but so many internal VMware employees were coming over and were captivated and taking pictures of the feedback because they were resonating with it. And then they were also asking questions about, well, what does design do? Because I didn't think about design in this aspect and I didn't realize that y'all do more than just UI design. (laughs) So I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny because first conference, we grew from just a little ped in the lobby to maybe we get a little bit more space. And, you know, I really give a lot of value to the designers who were involved, who were showing that this was a good engagement. And in Las Vegas, we had the illustrator, um, your feedback, Uh, you know, was kind of a little off to the edge and a little bit, um, you know, separated from the PED. So we had a PED and we had the Illustrate with us. By the time we got to Barcelona, because the conference um, planners had seen the engagement that we had, which was very enthusiastic, we got a whole section um, where we had Illustrate Your Feedback. We had the PED for, you know, one of the things we do with the PED is we get the clients to sign up for our newsletter and our newsletter runs uh, essentially listings for uh, research that we're doing every single month to our clients, which is great. That's another way that we build in a layer of, of, of uh, feedback. And then we also had, um, you know, uh, an area that we did the game hour in, right? So, you know, the Jenga, the bullseye, the, the, the um, what's bugging you, the newspaper headlines. We did all of that kind of stuff in that larger space. To be honest, I feel like and in it, as an investment in money, if I look at the money that we spent, that space and being able to grow that space with the conference organizers as they saw the success with the clients being ex- excited and engaged was the bigger payoff mm-hmm. than um, the deeper detailed research that we're doing in another room. 
So yeah. we are talking about, you know, uh, if we go forward with another conference, how can we take that excitement and space and turn it into maybe somewhere in between, right? So some fun game hours, some uh, little bit more engagement that's dynamic. Uh, what we find is that if people sign up for studies, they usually will attend the first couple of days and then they drop off the last couple of days. But in the hub, we stayed engaged the entire time being on the floor. So that is where I feel like, um, you know, really taking us out of a room and putting us into the middle of the conference slowly, right? We, we've really built up the space uh, over a series of engagements that really paid off. Mm -hmm. So, so final question here, and we're kind of, I'm going to kind of wrap it up by going back to the designers listing. Um, Cause at this point they might be like, this sounds amazing. I'd love to be involved in this kind of thing, but my company <laughs> isn't, or I'm not in a, a role that allows for that. What kind of advice would you give to them to, to either help start something like this, or at least get leadership to be aware of it, or even just participate in conferences on their own? I think that getting buy-in for just even the first you know, like foot in the door, right, is, is the way to go. Um, and that is how we did it, right? We had, uh, you know, we had designers um, under previous uh, leadership as uh, that really engaged the conference organizers to say, can we just put some experiments in a room, right? Uh, and then we grew into, uh, can we have a pet in the lobby? And then we grew into, can we put some, you know, live art-based type of research on a wall, uh, and so start small. Don't start with, you know, like I'm going to have a big area and I'm going to try and run and coordinate it because that is really hard. Uh, but start small and say, can I simply have the ability to engage clients at a conference? We did have two people who were uh, with our organization who were roving troubadours, right, that uh, went out there and engaged the clients exact, you know, like walking through the hallways and had on kind of fun outfits and, and obviously were outgoing and engaging and had microphones and were interviewing clients and getting information from them that way. And that started kind of started their area of, of research. And I feel like, you know, you you don't need much of a budget. You need to be able to go and um, you need to be able to start with something small and grow it, show the value as you engage. Yeah, so almost like any other design project, plan well, know where you're going, start small and iterate on it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to end this session using the same line that you started with, Diana. that conferences are such a good opportunity to learn and grow, both as designers and as design teams. I think this is the best Christmas gift that we could have given our listeners, Laurel. And I'm so happy that we spoke to you today. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And dear listeners, that brings us to the close of season one of Enterprise Design Podcast. We would like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all the support, comments, and the feedback that we have received. And we're super thrilled to announce that we have an amazing lineup for season one starting next month. Until then, happy holidays and a happy new year from Laurel and push on. Bye-bye.